welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, gorgeous, super smart, <laughs> hardworking, Donald Duck-loving yeah. wife and co-host, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so good to have you with us. We're recording this episode on Sunday, November 29th, 2020. We hope you all had a wonderful and healthy and safe Thanksgiving out there. That's right. And however you decided to uh, celebrate Thanksgiving, as Tom said, hope it was wonderful and that you all are safe. And if you've traveled, that you return home safely. Right, exactly. We had a very pared down Thanksgiving here, just the three of us. Right. Uh, but we had, I think, food for like eight people because yeah, we're say. still going through the leftovers <laughs> now as we're recording this on Sunday. Right. I was going to say, we didn't pare down on food. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know us, we love our food. Um, I wasn't going to make like a little, you know, individual meal for us. No, right. it was still the whole thing, the turkey, all the sides, everything. And we're still going through it. Uh, and plus I made turkey soup. Too, yeah. So. Yeah. Those leftovers are amazing. And the soup is delicious. So it's all That's good. A, it's great. Let me give you an early tip. By the way, don't think that the turkey carcass it is a leftover as well. Um, right. It's easy to make a turkey soup using the carcass. Um, and plus any meat that you have left on there that you have not carved right. off, uh, it all comes out. And when you use that, if you want to hit me up, um, I'll let you know how to do a turkey soup. So in the future, if you don't know, I mean, it's pretty simple to do, but it, believe me, it, it extends the life of your leftovers. And it's just, especially at this time of year, as it's getting a little chillier. It's just really nice to have that for the next few days to come. Definitely. Maybe that's something you can put in the newsletter. Maybe so. Ooh. Maybe. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... Then you can sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter and see if I put the turkey soup recipe in there. <laughs> Not this week, but maybe eventually. And again, you can hit us up still just the same. Uh, we also love hearing from you on social media. We're very interactive right. on social media. Please hit us up out there on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hopefully you're watching some of these episodes on YouTube. We have, uh, you know, we add some pictures. We add just some fun stuff on there. So you can kind of get a visual of everything going on, not just listen to us. So please check us out on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a brand new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And we love hearing from you. If you have any questions, any ideas or suggestions you want to make sure that we're delving into, please let us know. And for those of you who wrote this week, thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for, we had a couple of uh, listener input emails mm -hmm. this week that we'll be getting to when we get to our main topic. We also wanted to mention that uh, we, we, we've teased this a couple of times and it did actually come out this week. We are on the latest episode of the Conversations podcast right. with Pat and Charles. We had just a fantastic time with them, just laughed a lot, talking about uh, Disney and Lucas film ties in. So Star Wars and Disney tie-ins, uh, whether it be the films, whether it be the attractions in the park, the cruise line. Right. We just had a great time with them. And we definitely suggest that you, you check out that show and, and check out all their shows because Pat and Charles are just great guys and right. very fun and entertaining. Exactly. I was going to say the same kind of thing. That That's a podcast you'll want to subscribe to every week and listen to. Very entertaining, very informative. Um, and as you mentioned, they're, they're great. They're great hosts. It was really fun doing the show with them. And uh, I look forward to... Uh, 
bringing them back onto our show. Yeah, absolutely. They'll be back on again because they're just a great couple guys. Uh, their show is it's informational. You learn a lot about Star Wars if you listen to it, but it's also just entertaining because those guys are a hoot. They're, yeah. they're just really, really fun guys. Very entertaining. So definitely go check them out. As for our show on today's show, we have lots of stuff for you this week, including great news if you're looking for a different way to travel uh, to and from the Walt Disney World Resort while you're within mm-hmm. Florida. And if you've ever looked into a Disney fountain or Disney attraction water, and wondered, what do they do with all those coins that people <laughs> throw in there? Well, we have some information for you about what they've done with this recently. But let's get to our main topic of the week. So yes, our main topic this week, you know, it was just, I don't know what struck us. I think we were watching the Three Caballeros the other right. day or whatever. And, and DuckTales, I yeah, think, and, a combination. Right. And which is, I just heard a little bit of the theme song there. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of drove us to like, you know, we've, you know, it was just Mickey's birthday. Everybody celebrates Mickey and Minnie, of right. course, and that's great. But you know who gets a little underappreciated sometimes, I think, is... Donald Duck. And so we thought, you know, we could have waited until his birthday, which is not till like next summer. I'm like, I don't want to wait that long. We should really get into Donald Duck because he is one one of the most entertaining characters in Disney of all time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've also heard some things about him being one of the most important characters in Disney of all time. But we we needed to make sure that that is true. (laughs) So, of course, we sent Michelle out on a research (laughs) journey because she loves to do Mm. research and she does the very best research oh, man. so she's going to go through a little bit of of donald duck in our donald duck appreciation show right so first of all it was funny because we did have a great topic that we've now postponed which right. is going to be fun to do at another time um but yeah donald duck was fun i was glad you actually suggested that and, and to put it up sooner um and so you may believe you know everything about Donald Duck, but I think there might be a few things that uh, we can draw out today that might be new information for for anybody. I have no doubt coming from your research, (laughs) because your research is always so good that we're bound to have some things that I have never didn't know about Donald Duck that's going to come out. And I'm sure that'll be true of all of you out there as well. Well, let's hope so. And, you know, as you mentioned, Donald Duck's been uh, one of the Disney's biggest stars. I mean, yes, Mickey Mouse, but Donald Duck is pretty much up there as well. Um, And he's actually made more theatrical appearances than Mickey Mouse. So, um, but yeah, we're going to go into a look at his, like his beginnings and some of the essence of what makes Donald Duck different and, and some of the projects he was brought into to do and and how they were important to our nation, actually. Yeah. Very good. So I'm looking forward to hearing all of this. I'm sure there's some great facts here. Michelle, Research, always the best. (laughs) All right, so let's start the very beginning. Um, His first film was was a short called uh, The Wise Little Hen. And actually, um, that was from 1934, and you can watch that on Disney+. Plus. That one is one of the ones that is currently playing on Disney+. Plus. So you can kind of see where he started. And he did make a lot of appearances in the 1930s in shorts, but it's really considered the 1940s as the Donald decade, um, where he, where his fame really just skyrocketed. I like that. Remember when we, ever we do an episode on, <laughs> you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> Disney in the 40s, it'll be the Donald the decade. The Donald decade, <laughs> yes. that's right. And, um, you know, doing some research with like um, one of the sites that I really like to gather some information is the Walt Disney Family Museum site. And they have a blog there and, and they did address that. And they actually said um, in the 1940s, Donald Duck's achievements were were um, unequal to any other cartoon character uh, in that decade. So he, he played a lot of, he, he was out there. He played a big role in a lot of things. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any question. I, I think if you really think about it and think of all the stuff that Donald has appeared in, um, yes, Mickey, you know, it was all started by a mouse. Right. But uh, Donald is really, the, in many ways, a lot of the face of, of, of Disney. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, they did, you know, at first, Donald wasn't necessarily starring with Mickey Mouse. And he, there's other cartoon shorts that he's been with Pluto or Chippendale and things like that. But, there, were, the, you know, he was paired with, with Mickey in several of them. And, you know, what uh, the, the unique qualities that both of those had and played were very important with what was going on in our country at the time so um you know it's they considered like mickey was the every man right so uh of the depression era and that his um and that donald duck had more of that fighting spirit that was associated with what was going on with the war so they kind of felt that those two balanced each other and in fact it's it's said that like mickey he showed that with tenacity and good spirits you could overcome any of the adversities that were going on like with the depression Mm. um and that donald actually showed that that fighting spirit could get the job done wow so um it they really used those personality types to kind of drive home what was going on in our nation at the time. Right. I love it. That, that totally makes sense, but you never really thought about it, but that's, that's a really interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what made Donald unique was some of the projects that he was brought into. So starting with, um, August of 1941, um, Walt was, was reached out to by the Canadian government to come up with some animated cartoons to help sell their war bonds, mm. you know, and by Canada. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So they're, they, they actually called them war saving certificates. So um, in, in the film that Donald was in, he engaged in this like mental conflict that was going on. So he, it was like what to do with his pay or his salary. And so he had the, the devil side of him saying, you know, spend it on yourself, do things that you want to do. And then the angel side was uh, saying, you know what, you really should probably be investing some of that money into war certificates. And so do the right thing. And that's how Donald resolved his conflict that he did what was considered the right thing and helped support um, the war efforts for Canada. Fascinating. I know, right? Canada. (laughs) That's a little surprising, but that's really cool. I know. So as a result of that, then he was, there was this thought, Hey, why not use them in the United States? (laughs) (laughs) Is it going north of the border first? Right. So the U S treasury department also, uh, you know, tapped into Walt to say, Hey, we could really use some help. One of their biggest challenges was that, getting people to understand the importance of paying their taxes and their income taxes to help our war effort as well. So they did do two films. One's called the new spirit. And the other one is the spirit of 43, um, that 
you know, Donald was involved in. And the interesting thing is that when the War Department and, and Treasury Department were talking to to Walt, I mean, he was very patriotic and he was like, yes, I'm all in on this. Um, and at the disgruntlement of Roy, he did some things either very discounted or for free ah. uh, to help these efforts. But, you know, it was, it was just really interesting to think that um, the Disney Company and their use of their characters. And Donald wasn't the only one, but he was one of the, the biggest stars for, for some of these issues, um, was tapped in on as, as a resource. And that was what was found to be very successful. In fact, um, these films, that uh, they did a Gallup poll, and 37% of the people who saw the film said their decision to, to <laughs> you know, make sure they're paying their taxes and income taxes on time was dev- very much influenced by Donald Duck's wow. film. Wow, it's very impressive, Donald. Good job. <laughs> I know. I mean, he is a sailor. I mean, he's in a sailor suit. He's part of the Navy, right? So, of exactly. course, he's going to, you know, you're going to listen to the guy in the in the, spaz, in the spiffy uniform, right? Right, exactly. So, I mean, I, I just thought those things were pretty fascinating. Yeah. That I mean, I had heard before that Donald Duck was in some um, films, some training films, et cetera, for the war efforts. But the fact that they actually had a, a specific purpose right. and, and that he used those talents in Canada as well. So, hey, pretty cool. Pretty much most of North America. There, <laughs> That's right. By Donald Duck. Thank you, Donald. <laughs> so in the 50s, actually, the schools, the education department was having a challenge. Um, and, and I think this is probably one of those longstanding challenges is the issue of mathematics and mathematics being considered something that's pretty good or cool or whatever. So again, uh, the Walt Disney Company was tapped in on to say, how can you help with this? And again, you know, Walt was like, okay, what would be the character that could be connected with with kids to have this interest? And so naturally he went with Donald. And <laughs> I don't think of Donald as a math scholar for whatever I know, reason. But I know, okay. but you can connect with him. And, 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 uh, and so, right. And so um, he starred in Donald in Mathematic Land. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so he was. Um, used to really try to help emphasize that math is a great subject. It's fun. It's useful. Um, and although it's not on Disney plus, you can get a DVD on it. I suspect at some point it'll come to Disney plus probably, but right now, so I went on to shop Disney to see if they had it there. Obviously they have it on other sites as well, but shop Disney does have it. And here's how they described it, which I thought was so adorable. This highly acclaimed Academy award nominating film is one of the most popular and entertaining educational films ever made by Walt Disney. A curious Donald Duck ventures into a mystical world of fantasy, a wondrous land of discovery where trees have square roots and rivers are briming with numbers. During this lively journey, Donald discovers that you can mix mirth with math, fun with fractions, and laugh with logic in this fascinating and timeless milestone in Disney's animation legacy. Cool. I know. I think, you know, I, I may have seen this at some point or I've at least seen portions of it because that's all sounds, that description sounds very familiar to me. Like right. the square roots and the, the, the numbers in the river or whatever. You right. Know, that sounds very familiar to me. So I don't know if I saw this on A Wonderful World of Disney at some point or, or something if, yeah. or something along those lines. Or but And again, it may have been only a snippet of it, not the whole right. thing. But exactly. it sounds familiar to me. Right, right. And I think it was on several different things. Um, I saw that it had like four different 
different releases mm. uh, on TV. So and and it was made available for schools and things like that. Maybe so that. maybe I saw it in school. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Although you don't think of Donald as the scholar, I think the concept was if you can get Donald right. <laughs> interested in math, we're going to sit down and watch Donald. <laughs> yeah, and find the fun. Do? Plus, I, I've gotten as mad as he gets at math sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to get out there and go, why right? you math? <laughs> Darn so, fractions. Yeah, I can't do this. Or why Why would I even want to know right. this? So, yeah. But I, again, it's, it's really interesting that Donald does have that kind of appeal to so many people, whether you're talking with students or or military mm -hmm. or just citizens. It's just Donald does have that attachment um, that people can feel maybe an equal to, you know, um, Mickey, maybe sometimes you might feel like he's just a little too nice. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but I'm just giving some ideas. Donald, you can relate to a little bit more. Right, we all right. get angry like Donald. We yeah, all get frustrated frust like Donald. Exactly. You know? He can be happy too. And he can be in love. He's in love a lot. That's true. Especially with Daisy. But, uh, you know, we, we saw the three caballeros or just go check out the Grand Fiesta tour. Right. <laughs> He's in love a lot. <laughs> so that is true. So uh, he had a lot of jobs in, in his film features and things. Can you remember any of them? Hmm. He's a sailor. <laughs> 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 um, no, I'm trying to We've recall. actually saw something not too long ago around Halloween. Oh, he was a ghost ghost hunter. Right, right. paranormal yes. investigator. Right, right, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and the lonesome ghost, yeah. right. Yeah, well, him and uh, Mickey and Goofy, Goofy. all right. three of them, yeah. Right, so this is not an all-inclusive list, but it just kind of shows you how um, talented uh, Donald Duck is. He played a fire chief in a short called Fire Chief from 1941, a scout leader, Okay. a logger, a logger. <laughs> wow. More time up in Canada, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, steam shovel operator. Okay. A musician. Uh, that makes sense. Right. Hotel bellboy. Donald <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys get really frustrated at some, uh, some of these the, the luggage that people bring in, I'm sure, as a bellboy. Right, right. And a clock cleaner. As I, and as I mentioned, that, that's not all of them. That's just, you know, some of the highlight ones. But yeah. uh Super, super duper talented. Yeah, boy, he does everything. A little right? bit of everything. Right? A little bit of everything. So he is so famous that he actually has two theme songs. All right, yeah. So I, I think if you could help me out, I'd like to play, first of all, the one that most people associate with him that's at the beginning of all his shorts. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's the one that most people know and associate with him. It is at the opening of, of the shorts that mm -hmm. he's uh, the star in. Um, so that's cool. But he actually has another theme song that was written, written I guess, back in the 50s, I believe, mm. with um, within the Mickey Mouse Club that they actually did a, a little feature all about Donald. And they also included a new song. Know something, Donald? You're a big international favorite. Yeah, kid. Huh, no, no fooling. 
Wait till you see these drawings with the music. They'll prove it. They're great. Gentlemen, a one, a two. Wah, 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 Donald Duck, he's my little pal. Wah, 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 Donald Duck, Daisy is his gal. Wah, 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 Donald Duck in his sailor suit. Wah, 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 Donald Duck, gee, I think he's cute. I like the way he waddles and I like to hear him talk. And when somebody makes him mad, wah, 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 how he can squawk. Wah, 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 Donald Duck, cocky as can be. Wah, 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 Donald Duck, here's what he taught me. When someone knocks you down, get right up again. Show some luck like Donald Duck. <laughs> so great. I know. But you know what? That really captures the essence of Donald Duck, you know, the fact that um, you know, he he is in love as you mentioned, but he also has issues and gets knocked down but has the the gumption to come back. Oh, and again and again. And again. <laughs> right? Yeah. Again, he's very relatable, you know, we have our we have emotions, he has emotions, right? you know. And, and so does Mickey, but Mickey is usually tends to be on the high side of happy right. go lucky guy. Yeah, I think more people can relate to what Donald goes through on a day in and day out basis. Right. <laughs> and I, and I think in the, the the day in the life kind of things when you look at Mickey, you know, he might have something that's a little, you know, Cause a little bump in the road, but nothing major. But Donald, um, when things go wrong with him, it's it's usually major. <laughs> yes. And a lot of times it's from his own doing, but right? you know, that's all part of it. So another fun fact is, you know, um, and as we mentioned in um, some of the things, he, he has won an Academy Award for Best Short Subject uh, Cartoon in 1943. And what's really interesting is uh, not only did Donald win that Academy Award during that decade, but he also had seven Academy Award nomination short cartoons in comparison to Mickey, who only had seven. Mm. So he had more n- nominations. Uh, they each had one win. So, uh, But Donald Duck, if you compare him to other male actors uh, who have received nominations, only Jack Nicholson... <laughs> who has 12 <laughs> nominations, beats Donald Duck. Wow, that 11 from Donald Duck. That's pretty crazy. Right? <laughs> so, uh, again, you may have thought he was famous, but, I mean, this guy was nominated left and right here. Yeah. He's a, and because he's such a great star, he also has a star on the Hollywood's Walk of Fame. That uh, makes sense. I think I've seen that star. You haven't been to Hollywood uh, down the Walk I of Fame, know. the real Walk of Fame yet. We still need to... We may be going up there hopefully in around April, right. so maybe you'll get a chance to do it then. But uh, yeah, I'll have yeah. to check out Donald's star there. Definitely, I've seen Minnie's star there. I think I've seen Mickey's star there. Wow, Walt's, Walt Disney's star as well. There, very but, cool, yeah. very cool. So you know, as you can see, big star, big movie star, and you Definitely. know, we we know he's been in a ton of shorts. You know, whether they were ones that he was a star or that he was a character within it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also made appearances in some movie releases. So uh, one of the things that we talked about is the Three Caballeros, yes. but he was also in Saludos Amigas. Mm. Amigos? Boy, I can't even talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fun and Fancy Free. Mm, okay, um, sure. Yeah, where he was with Mickey and the Beanstalk in right. that one. Okay. Another one that had several shorts within that film release was Melody Time. And he uh, he was in a sequence called Blame It on the Samba. And Donald actually gets taught how to samba by Jose. Oh, yeah. 
from the, also from the three cup. Right, right, exactly. Um, then he had kind of a he had other things that he was working on at that time. Uh, yeah, so he's building a family with Daisy. You <laughs> right, know. right. He's he gonna take a doing little math. break from the limelight for a little <laughs> That's bit. That's right. Let some other other characters uh, start building their careers. Right. So, uh, but back in 1988, he felt he was also in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and that was a really great scene between him and Daffy Duck. Right, which was groundbreaking to right? have a Warner Brothers character. I mean, that so much of Who Framed Roger Rabbit was right, groundbreaking, right. but uh, Warner Brothers character and a Disney character on the same screen together. Yes, yeah. exactly. And it's funny because there are some things that are similar in their personalities and, and, and seeing that dueling, dueling pianos yeah. uh, go on was just Fabulous. I thought that was super yeah, creative. If you, if you haven't uh, checked out uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit recently on Disney Plus, uh, go check it out because it still is a great movie. Right. Stands up. It's it's fantastic. And then just all the Easter eggs and cameos throughout it. Right. Just, it's like it, it's just brilliantly done. Exactly. So uh, he also made a cameo appearance in a goofy movie. Mm-hmm. And he also starred in one of the, the featurettes of Fantasia 2000. Mm-hmm. So in a goofy movie, he makes the cameo, um, which you can spot. Right. But also he's mentioned. Yes. As as far as, you know, I'm going to take my best pal to go fishing. Right. And Max is like, who, Donald Duck? (laughs) I know. know. It's funny that he says that and not Mickey. So, you know. But well, he's Kingdom Hearts together, so uh, right. Yeah. Oh, 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 you're getting into some oh, of my sorry, territory sorry, here. Hey, sorry, back it off, alert, back it off. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But actually, we're getting into some of the other places and sightings and and things that um, Donald was used for. So one of them is Disney attractions, way more than Mickey Mouse for sure. Um, so starting in um, Disneyland Paris, uh, he was in a magic, a magic. I'm really having a struggle talking today. So um, that was a musical, a stage musical tribute to Disney animation. Mm -hmm. So Donald was in that, that, that um, did retire in 2016, but that was there. Uh, Another place that he starred was Mickey Mouse Review. That started at Walt Disney World when they first opened in 71. Then it moved over to Japan Mm -hmm. and uh, it retired after that, but he was in that. Um, And in, in that same location at Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom is Mickey's film PhilharMagic mm-hmm. and he's obviously in that right now in uh, Disneyland too, Disney California Adventure part, right they finally uh, added PhilharMagic as well just uh, last summer I believe yeah a, yeah a little pretty, over a year ago, right yeah. um, uh, speaking of Disneyland he was also during their 50th anniversary he was in uh, a film that was called the first 50 magical years that mm-hmm. was in like the Lincoln theater. Oh, okay. Um, and th- so he was in there, uh, as you mentioned, you can spot him on grand fiesta tour yeah. where he's starring with the three uh, as the three caballeros. Uh, and we see him in it's a small world. So at, at Disneyland, right at Disneyland. So, you know, and again with the three caballeros, right, right. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's made an appearance at a lot of, of park attractions. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you can also see him in a restaurant at Disney World. Can you remember? Where mm. He plays a little appearance in a No, place. I don't recall. Where, where is it? It's the Sci-Fi Dine-In. Oh. He's in one of the... the one of the little shorts? Right. Or, yeah. <laughs> so, you can catch him Makes there. Makes sense. Right. Uh, so, as you mentioned, he's been in video games, Kingdom Hearts. And can you do the, the, the line... 
Sora, Donald, Goofy. <laughs> Perfect. <Yes. laughs> um, he was also in Disney Infinity 2.0 and uh-huh. in uh, Infinity 3.0, he was part of the tutorial section. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so. Can you understand him speaking in the tutorial section? <laughs> I know, section? right? It's like, well, whatever. <laughs> That's part of the fun. Very confusing tutorial. This doesn't help at all. I don't understand a word this duck is telling me. And obviously he's been in comic books. In fact, he had a, his start was in comic books and, and that has gone on and on. I mean, he's had a very long career, uh, internationally. He's still very popular in, in the comic book scene. He has in some countries like a secondary persona, which is a cape wearing Avenger type character. Mm. Um, and so it's, when I saw some of the images, it kind of re- looked a little bit like Darkwing Duck. Oh, so it's not, I was going to say, it's not Darkwing Duck, because no, that's a different character. Yeah, 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 no. He, and he has a different name. It's uh, based on the country, oh. you know, the, um, huh. that he's in. So, Interesting. Right. And obviously, you can catch him on Disney Plus in a ton of locations. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I was going to get into some of the top five ways you can see him in, in Disney oh, yeah. Plus, well, unless I, you have some other I, I don't, no. Although we did hear at some point, this I think we part of what inspired this is when we were on one of our tours at, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was Disneyland over at Magic Kingdom, but one of the tour guides who really loves Donald Duck. Right. And um, this person told us is like, you know, if you, if you think about where, who's made the most money for Disney, right. it's not Mickey Mouse. Right. It's because of all the things that you mentioned sure. there. It's Donald Duck because he's been in the most shorts. He's been in right. the most movies. Uh, he is actually the Disney character, especially of the, uh, of the sensational six, the right. original grouping that, uh, has brought in a lot of money to Disney. And so I, you know, exactly. I thought that, you know, he didn't really think about it up until that point. You always just assume Mickey mouse right. because he's, you know, he started it all. Right? right. Exactly. Um, but no, Donald has been and maybe the, it is because like you mentioned, he is every man. Right. You know? Right. Everybody yeah, can kind of, uh, uh understand right maybe not how, how he speaks but you can understand <laughs> his feelings in a lot of ways uh, donald duck exactly i mean i think it's also um says a lot for the company that they they had consistency for donald duck with the animators mm-hmm. and the voice actors you know and really made sure they had some preparations for transitioning those roles but um i i think obviously that that provides some substance to you know the donald duck you're going to see is going to look the way you expect i mean although he has had changes over the years um but you know it it, it feels right because it's what you expect and what you expect to hear well when we heard um when we saw the three caballeros screened on the disney studios lot Mm -hmm. uh, so long ago it seems like although i think it was only about a year ago actually um that we Tony Anselmo, who is mm-hmm. the current voice of Donald Duck, was there, right. and he described that the you know the how what he had to go through the original voice, and I, I'm sorry his name um, escapes me right at this moment, and I apologize for that, but he would take Tony in, and you know what would Donald say during this time, knowing that, that Tony was probably going to take over for him, right. or he wanted him to take over for him as the voice of Donald, and so he prepped him for a long time of you know not just you know you know you know, quack like Donald Duck. Right. Or just speak to me like Donald Duck. No. What would Donald do in a certain situation? Right. Right. And what words would he use? Right. Exactly. It's not like just a direct translation of, you know, what a screenwriter would put on as the, the script. It's what words 
what phrases would Donald so use? So it, it laid down the groundwork for for Tony to take over right. and, you know, for not to skip a beat as far as uh, Donald goes. Exactly. And what you expect from Donald. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, anything else that you can think of or no. questions you have? No, I want to hear your top five list. I didn't make one. So this is just Michelle's <laughs> she was doing the research on this. So I can't wait to hear what she has to say. <laughs> so, right. Top five ways to watch Donald Duck on Disney Plus currently. And I, I, I picked these because I think they show the real essence uh, that you could see him in, um, from where he started to even now, even though he does have somewhat of a different look. And I have to say the newer, you know, Mickey and Donald and Goofy shorts, um, although they have a different look to them, the writing on those, those features are brilliant. I think that what they're presenting there is so, um, so high quality right. of a, of a topic and, and what, how they're presenting it. So, yeah, the, the writing is great. Now, you, you know, you can judge for yourself on what you feel like Mickey and Donald and Goofy should look like right. classic versus more modern style, but the writing and the storylines, uh, the wonderful world of Mickey mouse, which is just mm -hmm. uh, debuted a few weeks ago on Disney plus, um, has, has some, brilliant shorts i think they're fantastic right they're some of the best i've uh, i've seen exactly uh, so far and uh, in fact we're going to probably watch a few more this weekend because i know a few more just dropped so, yay yeah. yeah so um but anyways the ones that i picked here are more showing the historical ones so i'm not i just don't want to uh, make it seem like those newer things aren't worthy of they are great um i don't know that they're necessarily just focusing on donald mm -hmm. on those right now so uh, these these films focus on Donald. So okay. um, my number five pick would be the band concert, mm. you know, and I, I oh, think, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think that one, uh, classic. it's classic, yeah. it's creative. And, you know, I think you totally get the essence and the, the type of play of off of each other that Mickey and Donald have. Mm -hmm. So I think that gives a lot of great um, evidence of that. One that's purely Donald and it just really, to me, captures the essence of this poor duck has problems with everything <laughs> and it's called early to bed. It's a short and it's just hilarious and it, how he can just with something so easy as trying to go to bed and all the things <laughs> that make that a challenge. Can you relate him. to that a little bit? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely can. <laughs> so uh, that's my number four. Great. My number three is uh, Stuck on Christmas. That's on the uh, Mickey Once Upon oh, okay. a Christmas. One of the, uh, the three stories. One of the in three. That, yeah. it, in fact, it's the first one. Mm -hmm. And um, there I think you do get to see the relationship with Donald and Daisy, as well as Donald and his nephews, and yeah. I and I think it, it Scrooge McDuck is in that right, as well. exactly. Yeah. So I think you get a, a good um, grasp of of relationships mm -hmm. with with others there, and uh, and get to see what those those characters are mm -hmm. like as well. Um, and my number two would be the Three Caballeros. Uh, again, oh, yeah, so good. again, classic. It's something that's funny it's got some great music in mm -hmm. there and everything uh and my number one way to watch Di donald duck and it's on disney plus and i would say it anyways is the plausible impossible mm -hmm. so if you're doing a search for donald duck this one won't come up per okay. se if you just put in donald duck um but it's called the plausible impossible and it's really a kind of like a documentary that walt is giving on how they utilize that technique in cartoons of taking something that um really is totally impossible but making your mind think 
it's possible or it's plausible, you know, and and I think one of the ones, and it's not just unique to Disney. uh, I think one of the classic things that you see in a lot of cartoons uh, or animated because it's even in cars is that a character falls off a ledge and doesn't actually drop until they realize it, Right. you know? And so ridiculous, (laughs) but you know, it it seems to work, you know, exactly plausible and possible. That's right. You know, so the way that animators utilize that tool and, and the way Walt is telling the story of how his animators use this is through the use of Donald Duck and, you know, and, and it's hilarious. So, um, definitely would suggest if you can't watch yeah, or great. if you don't want to watch all of them, that's one to go to. That's a great one. Yeah, that's really good. And it d- does give you the idea of how, what the animators and the storytellers uh, go through to kind of right. uh, figure out how to you know put these characters in these situations exactly. you know, that are both you know interesting and humorous. You know, Right. Very edutainment. Edutainment. Very much so. so. Very nice. Yeah. So, anyways, that's a look back of uh, Donald Duck and some of the some of the finer details that most people might not be right. quite as aware of. Such a great character, one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great to you know find in the parks and get a get a photo with you know right. or meet and greet when those come back and everything. But um, just so entertaining. I mean, he's just. I mean, who doesn't crack up when he gets all worked up about something? You exactly. Know? I mean, it's just so good. Exactly. So. I mean, and like I said, he he's been put into so many different types of characters and careers. And in you, one I guess could argue Mickey's similar, but you mm-hmm. don't necessarily see that with all the other characters. You don't see Goofy playing a lot of different, um, you know, roles. You know, it's not quite a, as many. I don't think. Right. Although he did always, you know. Learn to swim, you know. Right, yeah, he was, yeah, you saw him more into, right, some of the... He's more in activities, (laughs) yeah. He's more into it. Not necessarily jobs, just activities. Exactly, so, but, you know, and so I think, you know, some of those things are what makes Donald unique um, in in the star that he deserved being. Yeah, no, I think he's great. I love Donald so much, and that's part of the reason why we decided, you know, we should do this episode. Yeah. To show our love... Uh, for this great character who's meant so much to the Disney company in general, but just to us too. And I'm yeah. sure you love him too. And matter of fact, speaking of that, we did get a couple comments. I put this out on the, on the, um, the newsletter this week of, you know, uh, what do you think about, you know, Donald Duck? Right. You know, what's your best memories? And we do, we got a couple replies, not a lot, but we got a couple. Uh, one was from Taylor Knight. She emailed in and said, my sister and I loved all the Donald Duck with Chip and Dale cartoons as kids. You know, those are the right. Yes. Yeah, Chip and Dale and, and Donald, <laughs> they just drove, oh, he, they drove Donald crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, she going on to say the banter back and forth still makes me laugh. I also love the short where Humphrey the bear pretends to be Donald's rug. <laughs> yes. And then she says, who gets stuck with all the bad luck? No one but, but Donald, Donald Duck. Duck. <laughs> yes. So, so good. Thank you, Taylor. Yes. Yeah, totally agree Very, with all those. Good points. Finally, Scott in Minnesota sent us an email and said, ask Michelle to research why he never wears pants. <laughs> And I actually have the answer for that. It's because Mickey has them. If you ever see them walking down the street together, Mickey's wearing <laughs> pants with no shirt a lot of times. And Donald has a shirt on with no pants. Right, time, right. So, so that's the reason. They, apparently, there was only one outfit when Disney <laughs> first started. And so they had to decide which one was best, half and half there. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe just so he could swim and not, um, you know, cover the tail that helps him you know be his rudder and everything so i always my favorite thing is like why does donald like you know he doesn't wear pants all day long but he gets out of the shower and wraps a towel around (laughs) (laughs) 
because it's still wet. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't uh, want to drip on the floor. That must be it. <laughs> you know, so. Anyway, right. so uh, great job, Michelle. Always oh, does the best you. research. We love Donald Duck very much. And we would love to know what you still think of Donald. Um, some of your favorite things that you watched on Disney Plus. Some of your favorite memories of mm-hmm. him. Uh, if any information, please send it to us and we'll share it on an upcoming show. Oh, and we got to take this out with, you only mentioned it a little bit, but he also, yes, he's not the biggest part of this show, but he is in DuckTales and any chance I get to play the DuckTales theme, <laughs> I'm going to do it. So here we go. Awesome. So we, you know, when we were talking before we totally walk away from Donald Duck okay. here, when we were talking with your family on Thanksgiving during our family Zoom, um, the Mandalorian came up, shocking, <laughs> and it was funny because one of the comments your cousin mentioned is that the Mandalorian everywhere he goes has problems. <laughs> you know, it's it's never an easy situation. He's got to you know do something. And, and to me, it thought, maybe because I was just working on this episode, but it's like the Mandalorian is the Donald Duck of Star Wars universe. <laughs> he doesn't get quite as worked up as Don. He's more low key. Like he's just kind of one level most of the time. He doesn't get well, super excited. He doesn't get super high, super low. You um, don't see his face. Maybe, maybe underneath. Has, underneath. Underneath. He's like, yeah. yeah. Take, <laughs> why I oughta? Very funny. Yeah, and my cousin brought up. He's like, why don't we have like an episode where he's just going to the grocery store, <laughs> sitting down at a bar and having a drink? And I'm like, because who would watch that? Right? You know, what interest is that? Uh, Mandalorian, still great. Another yes. great episode this week. Um, loved it so much. So uh, let's get to our Disney stories of the week. Not a lot going on this week, I think, because of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. happening. But I do have a couple stories for you that I want to get to. Uh, I'm going to start with we had some fantastic news arrive this week. If you're looking for another way to get to and from the Walt Disney World Resort within Florida. This from the Orlando Sentinel.com. Brightline and Walt Disney World announced Monday an agreement to build a station at Disney Springs for the upscale upscale high-speed rail service based in South Florida and now building track to Orlando International Airport. That's great. And I think Walt would love it too because Walt loves trains. Right, exactly. So uh, the passenger rail company had previously announced that it was in talks with Disney over a stop near its theme parks as part of a planned extension from the, the airport to Tampa. Service from South Florida to Orlando's airport is set to start in 2022. Uh, Brightline officials have also said they're interested in eventual service to Jacksonville. So basically connecting virtually all the major airports uh, within Florida. It starts in Miami. It goes through Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, Orlando. Eventually it's going to go to uh, Tampa, possibly Jacksonville. And now as we hear, they're working on a station at Disney Springs as well. So whether you're um, going to, you know, 
fly into Miami and spend some time down there, or right. you're flying into Orlando or Walt Disney, going to Walt Disney World, and you want to you know explore some other spots right. in Florida. Um, you'll have your chance coming up here in, within a few years. Yeah, I, I think it's great, and looking forward to actually trying that those that train out and. Um, it's long overdue. It's yeah. It's been something that has been in talks for so many decades. And so it's great to see it happening. It'd be very helpful if like, say you want to, because right now it's easy to do a, say a Walt Disney World stay either before and, or after or and after mm-hmm. um, your Disney cruise, you know, right. and they have, you, you know, it's not that far to get to Port Canaveral. They do have transportation if right. you want right. to uh, use it there for a fee uh, to get from Walt Disney World to and from Port Canaveral. Uh, now you'll be able to, like if there's a sailing out of Miami, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. uh, take this train from Walt Disney World, well, not now, but when, it, right. when it's available, uh, down to Miami, uh, Fort Lauderdale. I mean, and I'm saying for Disney cruises, but also for other cruise lines, right. whatever. Or if you just want to have you know a different part of your vacation, if it's easier for you to fly into Miami, especially mm-hmm. maybe if you're flying from uh, some of the, you know, uh, across the pond you right. know, from Europe or something, uh, a lot of times the direct flights don't necessarily go into Orlando right. as, as frequently, but you know, there's Miami is a major hub for a lot of airlines, you know, yes. uh, so it, much easier to get into Miami and then you, rather than having to do a connecting flight, you can hop on the train and high speed rail. So you won't, it won't take that long to right. get there. So nice. that'd be really nice. So uh, Brightline uh, did not disclose exactly when the station will be at Disney Springs. The company said the, quote, proposed location would be in close proximity to Walt Disney World Resorts, four theme parks, two water parks, and more than 25 hotels, end nice. quote. So that's exciting news. And uh, we love taking the train. We've taken the train from uh, down here in San Diego up to Anaheim right. to go to the uh, Disneyland Resort. And that's a lot of fun, too. And, right, and right. That's a slow speed rail. <laughs> but it's still fun. So, right. And, and we know. did it in Europe going to from Paris to to Disneyland Paris yeah so uh great uh, I'm I'm a big fan of trains yes Um, I I, more train transportation um would be a great thing in this country especially high-speed rail I would love to see much more high-speed rail in this country it works in Europe right works in other countries around the world more high-speed rail in the U.S. I'd be a big fan of uh, moving on to another story, if you've ever looked into the Walt Disney World fountain or water attractions mm-hmm. and wondered, you know, what happens to all those coins guests <laughs> throw in there? Uh, well, now we know at least what they're doing with some of the coins for 2020. <laughs> uh, this again from the Orlando Sentinel, Sentinel.com. Uh, even in this pandemic year, tourists tossed some $20,000 in coins into wow. the Walt Disney World's wishing wells and fountains in 2020. Money the theme park is turning into a Thanksgiving gift for Central Florida's largest homeless shelter. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So the coins are typically dropped in the iconic wishing well at Cinderella's Castle or along the waterways of Fantasylands. It's a small world as mm-hmm. well as the fountains uh, throughout all the, the parks throughout the, right. you know, the uh, Disney resorts. Uh, Disney periodically collects, uh, cleans, and sorts the coins before donating them to a Central Florida charity. Uh, and this year, as the region's homeless population has risen, uh, including among single mothers and their children, Walt Disney World's Director of External Affairs, uh, Tahi, oh boy, Tahiana, Tahiana and Cora Brown. Sorry about that, Tahiana. Uh, said that the company is settled on giving the bounty to the Coalition for the Homeless. Nice. Yeah. So uh, this is a quote. Uh, I am 
just so thankful, especially in light of everything that's going on in the world and everything Disney is going through, said Allison Crawl, CEO of the Coalition for the Homeless of Central Florida. We needed this so very much. End nice. quote. So uh, that's great. Uh, you know, and, and I was always wondering, I'm like, look at all those coins in there. What right. does Disney do? They just collect them and they just you know, reimburse, put them back into right. the system or whatever. But no, uh, they do donate them regularly. Now, this is what the charity they picked this year. But they do pick other charities in other years to donate those coins to. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was a cool story. So uh, that's it for my Disney stories of the week. I, I have one. You have a story, too. I do. So that's great. Shell <laughs> stories, always the best stories. Well, I'm not sure if this is really a story as much as an announcement. Okay. You know, so, um, but uh, we're getting close to uh, when it would have been Walt's birthday, December 5th. So this week coming up, um, the Walt Disney Family Museum is hosting free um, virtual classes that are, you know, some of them are educational about the organization. Some are fun things to do. I know Fridays is going to be uh, how to create a diorama. <laughs> Which you're all about. I know, I, know right? I can't wait. So um, anyways, check out the Disney Family Museum website and then you can see, you can um, see where the links are to go to these. They're going to have something every single day of the week leading up to December 5th, which would have been Walt's birthday. Very cool. That's cool. Yeah, uh, the Walt Disney Family Museum does so many great things. Mm -hmm. and hopefully, we we have a cruise scheduled for May that's going to stop in at San Francisco, and we've never been to the Walt Disney Family Museum. Right. Hopefully, the cruise goes through. Hopefully, everything is cool, and hopefully, we get to pay a visit while we're in San Francisco. I that's know. part of the trip that we're looking forward to the most. So uh, that'll be exciting if we do get the chance to do that. And of course, if we do, we will tell you all about it. So, yeah. But they have so many great programs going on. They there. do. They, they announce things every single week ever since uh you know this has all gone on they're they're doing so much virtual, virtual stuff. right yeah. yeah right and they they do a lot to help with um with kids going into the animation industry so they have they have a calendar every month of things that are going on throughout the you know the weeks and some things you do pay are a fee some things are free but um it really is devoted not just to the history of disney and walt the Disney company and Walt Disney, but also, you know, like I said, trying to really help, uh, people who are going interested to going into the field of animation and they do scholarships. So they, they also very much look for donations, etc. So it's, it's definitely, but they have a lot of great information at that, that website. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, definitely check it out for sure. Mm -hmm. So, so that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation, whether it be to the Walt Disney World Resort. Again, we keep saying this. Eventually Disneyland, <laughs> eventually Disney Cruise. By the way, the Disney Wonder back over from uh, its... Uh, dry dock over in Paris at Brest wow. and not Paris in Brest, France. Um, and uh, it was the first Disney ship to make it back over to the mainland. It stopped over in Port Canaveral. I saw pictures of it. I think nice. it was yesterday or the day before. And it's, uh, it's currently out in the waters outside of Florida again. So cool. it's great to see the ships coming back and yeah. hopefully that's good news for what we have coming up eventually once we get right. through this craziness, um, right now. But, uh, anyway, Going back to the tips, uh, we always start with Michelle. One, because, well, she's wonderful, fantastic. She does the best research. She has the best stories. But she definitely has the very best tips. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, my gosh. You're too kind. So my tip has to do with if you're looking, if you're not a Disney Vacation Club member, well, tip one is become a Disney Vacation Club member. If you can afford but, it. Right, right. Um, but 
if if you are not one and you do want to have a booking at one of the Disney Vacation Club resorts, um, there are there is a way that you can do that. In fact, you can up to 499 days in advance. You can actually go and, and research this. Uh, to actually make the reservation, though, you do need to call. And that phone number is um, one that we can put in our newsletter. Mm-hmm. And so we'll put it out there, but it, it's a great way, especially if you're going as a family and you want like multiple bedrooms, uh, or even just a one bedroom so that you also have, you know, a full kitchen and washer and dryer. And, you know, some of them have two bathrooms. Um, but there, there is, there are ways sometimes you can, when you're searching online for a reservation, you can find some of those, but, um, sometimes it, the best way to do it is just to actually go to uh, the phone number and call them and get some assistance with booking a Disney Vacation Club Villa. Right. And they're not necessarily cheap, the cheapest rooms uh, because there are bigger rooms that you're going to find. But if you're looking to spend a little more, want a little more room, um, it's worth a shot. Right. Or if you have, like I said, if you have a large family that you're coming together with or friends and family and you, you know, they do have two and three bedroom resorts as well there um you know you may save some money on food or mm-hmm. something like that or just want to all be together and have that time to not only explore the parks but to come back as a family and be together in in the resort that's a nice way to do it that's great yeah and the other option also is to uh go out and look to see about renting uh people's vacation club points and mm-hmm. putting that uh, when you do that, though, you're not quite in as much control as if you're. So, yeah, you're probably paying a bit more right. uh, by doing it this way. Uh, but you're in complete control of your reservation. Whereas through the when you're renting points, sometimes it, while that's easy and you can save a lot of money, you, you lose a little control there. And you, so, you know, just you know, weigh your options in those regards when you're trying to decide uh, what's best for you and your family. Right. And, you know, with the vacation club villas, they're very much uh, seasonally uh, impacted by the by how much well you know for a vacation club you're using if you're using as a member points. Uh, so I would expect that if you're paying cash, that it's very much you might have you know one day to the next a big difference in the cost per night. You know, but looking at the duration of your stay, averaging it out. Right. That's a good point. So. And so the phone number that you can call for Disney Vacation Club Villa Resort Reservations is 407-939-1936. Why don't you give it one more time just so they sure. grabbing a pen. That's true. 407-939-1936. There you go. So um, again, Michelle's tips, always <laughs> the best tips. Uh, for my tip of the week, I'm stealing another tip from our wonderful friends, <laughs> Rob and Kim from the Hoopty Duo Review. Uh, they just released a, a great episode where they kind of recapped their recent 13-day trip out uh, yes. to Orlando, mostly to the Walt Disney World Resort, but also uh, to Universal right. Orlando as well. And they went through, um, they stayed at three different places, one off-site, a couple on-site at the uh, Walt mm-hmm. Disney World Resort. A lot of the food they tried, they right. went over so much food. It was great. Um, but you should definitely check out their episode to kind of find out what's going on with them. One, just 
uh, they, they do a great show anyway. A lot of reviews of right. some things you might be interested in, but uh, they're just great people and they did a great show. Anyway, they mentioned that on that recent trip to the Walt Disney World Resort, uh, that they ran into a family that had made a dining reservation for a park that uh, didn't have a park pass reservation <laughs> for that park. They had it for a, a different park. And so they were denied entry into that right. park, which is that what we're, we have right now. If you have made a... Uh, a park pass reservation for let's just say Magic Kingdom, and then you have a dining reservation that you've made, which you can do uh, for later at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. for example. Right now, as we stand, you cannot switch. You can switch your park reservation if you have availability before the day of right. that to a mesh with your dining reservation, but you cannot, you can cancel your dining reservation, but you cannot do both. You cannot go to one park and then go over and dine at uh, the other where your, your dining reservation is. And there is, you know, you lose money on that unless you can convince (laughs) Disney that eh, maybe they'll give it back. So, you know, you, you want to know that you can't do that. And even when we get to January 1st, uh, 2021, when the park hopper option is opening up again. Yes, you will have a park pass reservation for one park, and then you may possibly be able to go to a different park later in the day. But there are no guarantees that you can get in there, you know, because it's going to be still based on capacity. It's still way up in the air. So I would tell you to be very careful about making a dining reservation later in the day, even at that point. Uh, for another park right. just because you don't want to run into a problem where you can't make it. One, it just adds more stress to your day. Right. Even if Disney does say, okay, we understand. We thought you thought you could make it into this park right. and unfortunately you can't. So we'll reimburse you. We won't charge you your, your fee right. that we normally would have for missing a reservation. Why do you want to go through that hassle of right. having to sit, wait, talk to guest services and everything else? Um, just be smart about it. I mean, if you if you really want to try it and you, you think you can make it, fine. But just know that it's a gamble. Right. You know, and so it's up to you on weighing what is what will be most important for you. Is it worth it to take that gamble for the fact that you might be able to dine in this separate park later right, on in right. the day? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And and what you mentioned too was important is you you know, to have that hassle factor issue, you know, whether you know, it's just the frustration of not being able to go there or ha- now having to talk to somebody, get into another, you know, uh, queue, whether it be virtual or in real, real queue and talk to somebody to, to make sure you get that uh, cancellation fee waived if they can do that for you. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. That's a great tip. Just, you know, go with what you know. Right. For sure. And also, by the way, be sure what your ticket is, too, because you may not you may have a ticket that's not a park hopper ticket. You could set all this up and uh, not be able to go park hop to another park. So make sure you either have an annual pass or a ticket with the park hopper option onto it. If you do decide to take the chance and go for, you know, this dining reservation in a different park. But again, um, you know, you just don't want to mess with your trip too much. You know, again, it can be trippy. Uh, a trip can be hectic enough, but then when you have hungry kids right. and everything and you're expecting to go eat in this restaurant and you find out that it's reached capacity and they're not allowing any more people in, sure. whatever. And again, you can look, we don't know how this is going to work out when Park Hopper option opens up. Right. Um, you could look and especially if this is several weeks down and you can see how th- this function is working, how people are, uh, have the availability right. to go to other parks. And if you see it's working pretty well that there are very few times that the parks are reaching capacity where they're turning people away right then maybe you go for it but i would especially early on i'd be very very careful about this so, right exactly yeah. 
So that's it for this week. Next week, well, we'll be in the month of December. We're almost there. It's hard to believe. So the world will be fully entrenched in the holiday season. (laughs) Not that it's not kind of that way already. And we're going to take that fact and run with it. So, you know, at least we're going to take a little stroll with it. A little (laughs) stroll around World Showcase with it, as a matter of fact. We're going to take a virtual stroll around Epcot and explore the many holiday traditions around World Showcase. So basically, like all the countries, regions that are around World Showcase, Michelle's going to do some more fantastic (laughs) research and explore some of the holiday traditions that you would run into in these various countries. Right. I think we're going to do some divide and conquer. Oh, is that it? Research. Oh, okay. So whatever countries Michelle works on, those are going to be really, really great. She's going to have lots of information. Me, I'm going to be like, you know, this country, it's fun <laughs> they have food that's they have food <laughs> that's it's, holiday it's related and music it's fun <laughs> no we'll, do, we'll have a lot of fun so yes. i can't wait to hear what countries michelle divvies up for me <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited and that should be a lot of fun and a good way to start kicking off uh the month of december as we move through the holiday season exactly yeah so uh, we appreciate that you joined us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website hyperionadventurespodcast.com and while you're there you'll want to sign up for our newsletter please sign up for the newsletter it's just kind of a way to be more in the hyperion adventures podcast no i'm going to share the link by the way for the our appearance on the conversations mm-hmm. podcast it will one be in the newsletter i will also have it in our show notes for today too so you definitely should go check out that episode sign up for the newsletter anyways but uh, definitely right. check out that episode of us with conversations because it's just so much fun yeah they're great and we had a blast yeah pat and charles are the best so also please follow us on social media we like to be active and have a lot of fun out on social media you can find us on twitter at hyperion podcast facebook instagram and pinterest at hyperion adventures podcast be sure to check us out on youtube as well to see some of the pictures and different things we add on to some of these episodes and my hair continues to grow (laughs) you can check that out i don't know when i'm going to get it cut because i'm still you know things have gotten a little crazy now and you know with this holiday we don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks so it may be a few more weeks, but you can kind of, still, I, I think it's a fun game to play. <laughs> How much more is the hair falling into Tom's face throughout the episode? Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, fun for me. It's when I'm editing these things, I'm like, look at my hair. My face driving me crazy, but it's not fun. Anyway, uh, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast on YouTube and hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to connect with us for any reason, please feel free to hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Right. We love hearing from you. We love the interactions you have with us on that. And we appreciate when you do connect with us. Yes, very much so. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.